þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. conversation on recording because you are being a, a deppy downer today i am i'm in bad mood i'm in a fucking bad mood why are you in a bad because i'm tired i'm tired i've been noticing that i'm tired all the time mm, yeah i've been noticing that you're tired of life on your social media <laughs> because you have very passive aggressive statuses these days oh no i the See, it's funny because people think that that's a window into me going crying for help. No, that's actually that's that's actually not my life. That's me trying to be funnier on Twitter to get more followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy that, like my shitty quotes of the my shitty inspirational. I quotes like it. Of the, I love that. I think I should do a whole book just yes, on those. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't <clears throat> buy it, but I get the appeal. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it would make me a bit depressed to read them. Yeah, yeah, but there are people who love that you know yes, yes yeah. there are no i i don't think my status i i get i get that it looks like i'm well maybe maybe i don't know i'm just tired at the moment i'm tired of i'm waiting for my ship to come in man yeah well you have to find yourself something to do while you wait for your ship to come in because if you're gonna keep staring at the horizon people time is gonna slow down oh that was so deep yeah, it was, it was almost true. as deep as the dark of my soul. And no, I'm. I'm was deep as honestly, whale shit. You know whales. where that is? That's at the bottom of the ocean. That was so deep, it has a light on its head. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm. I'm fine. I'm just having a shitty day, and I. I don't think my statuses on Facebook should be taken too seriously. Like, no, no. I'm not that tired of life, uh, uh, and and I still am. Like, every day is a gift. But, you know, sometimes the gift is, like, like a sweater you didn't really want from your grandmother and she didn't give you the receipt so you can't exchange it for a store credit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but what do you mean that you're, what, what, your ship to come in? Is that you're talking no, about? no, no. I'm just, I'm just, uh, it, it actually is, um, it's related to my embarrassment of the week, but we can, you know, we can talk about that uh, later. I just, in the last couple weeks... I've, I've, I'm, I'm just waiting for something to work out. Cause you know, yeah, I've, I've, um, I'm good. I've got friends. I, I, I managed to get paid doing stand up. but then every now and then you get a day and I'm sure you've had these days too. Mm -hmm. Every now and then you get a day where you go, Oh, I've done some really cool things in my life. Why am I flipping burgers? I think that uh, all the time, I mean, I, uh, when I see my, whenever I'm walking on Leo River, yeah, and it's a great day, 
Yeah. It's a bit of a Monday, which has no meaning anyway, because, mm. you know, I don't have weekends or weekdays. You're like Garfield. I'm like Garfield. But I get, I think when Garfield says, I hate Mondays, mm. he's just hating a random day. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I get that feeling when I'm walking around with my backpack like a child. Because yeah. I don't have a car, because yeah. I don't drive a car, because yeah. I never learned how to drive a car, yeah. like a proper adult. And then I see myself, my reflection in a shopping window, yeah. and there is this bearded guy yeah. with a backpack like an idiot. And mm. I think, I went somewhere, I took the wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and it's what I guess what I'm saying is 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 it's okay to have those moments and I I'm just having that moment today I'm not okay. I'm not yeah. all that like when you see my statuses on Facebook seriously that is just me trying to get better at Twitter yeah okay. like that's just me because I've, I've been trying to well just, I know how to get better at Twitter stop <laughs> calling it Facebook what do you mean uh, I was just trying to make a joke because oh. you said uh, my status is no, but they come the, from Twitter. They, they suddenly turned into a Monday for me because I bombed in front of a crowd of one. <laughs> <laughs> in your defense, I'm having quite an autistic literal day, so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. But you know, uh, there is no such thing as a ship that comes in. Uh, well, it is for some, but. Uh, I think you will be on your ship, but when you're on your ship, you won't have realized that that you boarded the ship. You suddenly will be standing there, uh, at, uh, like doing uh, uh, the Leo and Kate in front mm. on, in, on the front of this ship, which mm. is called something starboard, I think. Uh, the bow. Yeah, or something, and uh, and then you will realize. Wait a minute! I am on the ship. I'm already. I've been on the ship. Well, maybe yeah. the ship was inside me the whole time. Yes, yeah. and the funny thing is that it so ship sounds like something else. <laughs> <laughs> the ship was inside <laughs> me this the whole, whole time. time. I've been waiting for my ship to come in. <laughs> oh, oh, just so much ship. <laughs> yeah, and one day you'll be had you'll be spending so much had you will have been spending so much time on your ship mm. that you said I can't take this ship any longer. Ah, well, I I have no joke. <laughs> and on that note, I am Australian. I am Icelandic. And together we are Australia. 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 We're dancing in the streets. Australia. Australia. We're demons in the sheets. Australia. Australia. I like my rice crackers. Australia. Australia. Listen to us and you'll go spackers. Australia. Australia. I like to vacuum floors. Australia. Australia. This podcast opens doors. Yay! This was uh, surreal and uh, childish. Yeah, it was. It was a bit like, um, did you ever have a show called like Play School? Ah, uh, we probably have a version of it. I think it, it was where you, you'd say, hello, my name's Benita. And today we're going to make puppets. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah, they yeah, read yeah. a story to you. Yeah, it's Stuntenacher. Ah, but that's actually like a, that's got a story, doesn't it? 
Stendenaka has had various themes throughout the history. It's been uh, it's been basically since the beginning of television. Mm. And it's been like there's been the teaching there's been like a sesame street right through mm. it. It has been it's because uh, right, there's puppets most, in it. Yeah, yeah most of the time it's educational in some way. Uh-huh. Puppets. Like when they had Pop Oscar on. Yeah. And uh and and he was um teaching kids about gayness. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, he did that some time ago. Yeah, it was last year, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, finally kids know about gay. As, as if they weren't gay. gay enough before. Oh my god, kids are so gay. So gay. So gay now. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're the gayest thing on the planet, children. <laughs> wow. I mean, they just parade their gay. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't understand when, like, uh, Chris, uh, evangelical people are going like, this will turn my child gay. Your child is already gay. It's a child. It's a it's, child. It's, yeah. You're basically, growing up, is deciding... Deciding whether you're still gonna be gay. <laughs> <laughs> we're all born gay. We're yeah. born this gay. Yeah, we're born this gay. <laughs> and and, born and gay. when you, when you become a teenager, you have to make the decision whether you still want to remain gay mm-hmm. or you want to, you know, make the choice yes, to become a... heterosexual. Yeah, exactly. Because like, heterosexuality remember, is a choice. Do you remember? Do you remember when you made the choice to become heterosexual? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was going, okay, it's pretty fun being gay. Yeah. But, uh, like all the bum sex and everything. Yeah, the bum great. sex and everything. There are more holes. Yeah, there's so no, no, less there's holes. less holes. Yeah, no, that's you know, that's why I decided to become because you wanted a, another hole. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is the second time where I get confused the whole number when it comes to. Uh, well, I went along with you yeah. as well. It yeah. shows how much I know. Yeah, but it has been a very long time for me anyway. Since you had uh, sex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's always. That's, that's, that's such a theme in this show that uh, I think the people of Australia are just, they're, they're, they will, uh, when, when, when you will finally have sex with you, yeah. probably, well, this is an, an analogy I will never, have never done before, it's uh-huh. a sports analogy, uh-huh. it will be like when the Cubs won last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the internet will go crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually got that joke that reference from the yes because one. i mean the, the the thing with the cubs which is a sport team which played a sport which had balls in it mm-hmm. and uh, the, they used to hit those balls with sticks and run around mm. that's it's called the baseball 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 mm. and um <clears throat> and in like every other movie there's a reference to the fact that the cubs haven't won yet. I, I saw it on King Kong last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and I remember it on Back to the Future and in various television shows. So this and is finally the Cubs win. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when they won, it even mattered something to like. Oh, so now they will change that joke in movies. Yeah, yeah. So when I finally have sex, people will change jokes in movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this show will change, uh, like, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I sometimes use words in this mm. show, which I don't know what means, but I hope they sound like they mean. Uh, well, the you, you used it correctly. You just pronounced it weird. Yeah. It's definitely. Definitely. Not definitely. Well, definitely <laughs> sounds... I think it's 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 a, there's a, a like a, maybe a part of Britain that says does definitely, um um or maybe Westeros. No, there's no way that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
Yes, it is. It is. All right. Well, on that note, it is time for the, the embarrassment, embarrassment of, of the week. week. Do you have an embarrassment? This I week? have not. You haven't done anything embarrassing. Uh, mm, no. Well, <laughs> I, well, I, I probably have, but you know, you just don't remember. Uh, I'm not. I, I've been finding things less embarrassing more and more. Yeah. I've been uh, because maybe maybe because you share everything about your life. On this podcast. Uh, that might be it. Also, uh, very, like in the past weeks, this week and past weeks, I've been kind of uh, doing, uh, well, my, my television show is yeah. uh, every week and I was live on Eurovision uh, this weekend. Well, there's a story there. Yes. yes about your drawings. Yes, it's not very embarrassing. Well, it's kind of, but it's also, I think... I think actually, and I didn't think about it until later, that uh, it is, I, this is probably my biggest like media moment, because it was Eurovision, the final, the Icelandic final, yeah. and uh, everyone on Iceland, except for uh, uh, self-righteous, uh, self-righteous self hipsters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was watching. We're, we're, we're watching. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I didn't watch it. What were you doing? Flipping burgers? No, I was watching movies. Oh. I was watching um, uh, the Passengers and Assassin's Creed. I can explain afterwards why I did not watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there must be a, must be a very... There's a reason. So, so There's solid a reason. reason for that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I... So, but you have to explain to people what was going on. So you were asked yeah, to draw... Yeah, Ragnar the Statement, who, who who was also the host of the show, mm -hmm. she called me. I mean, I don't know, I, I don't know how many things this uh, woman does. She does me. everything. She does everything. She's like the only person working in television in Iceland. She was planning. It was like she was planning the show. She was contacting she, me. She produces it. She produces the show and she hosts it. Yeah. And she was the only host, and she was. I, it looked like so she was last like year. Last year she wasn't. Last year she wasn't the producer, but then this year she came on board as uh, one of the producers of the show. It was a very well produced show. Yeah. I gotta say, I think it was the best uh, Icelandic final Eurovision I've seen mm. in years. Mm. Uh, because it was just sharp, sharp, and everything. Uh, so I was asked to come over there and. Uh, and I've never been to a live Eurovision thing and I didn't think much of it, but I thought, okay, it will be fun doing like, because she asked me to do the Eurovision drawings, yeah. uh, drawings of Eurovision songs, because sometimes I draw songs. Mm. And uh, <coughs> so I, I, I wrote some Eurovision jokes, some I also rehashed some old ones. Yeah. And uh, I, so we came there, I went there with my date and we walked in and it was just Lögadars Hedlin, which is a big sports hall, yep. uh, filled with people. And uh, you know that's actually the second time that day they've done the whole show. Yeah, they did a, a dress rehearsal. Yeah, well, the, no, the third time actually, because they do a dress rehearsal in the morning, uh -huh. and then they bring an audience in at around 3pm, and they do the entire show for the jury, <gasps> and then they do the show for the people at home. That's insane. So by the time the person who, Svala, by the time she won... She's performed her song five times. Right. Okay. That's awesome. Mm. 
Uh, and uh, so we were watching the show, and I, I just just ten minutes into the show, I was thinking I've never had this much fun in fun weeks, show. in yeah. months. Yeah. This is the this was probably the most fun date I've been on, and it was just a wonderful show. Just looking around at all the people, all kinds of people. There were Eurovision nerds like pilgrims from Scandinavia, and f- and from all over, and from all over, and and then screaming children and their parents and. Uh, Behind me, they're sitting just an old couple with no children. They're just an old couple. And they just love you. And that's one of the beautiful things about Eurovision. It unites people. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing. It was such a... uh, The atmosphere there was magical. Uh, But at the time... But, uh, like, the the show had been... was, uh, like, the 70% of the show had passed. And I was thinking, oh, maybe they forgot me. Or maybe they can't fit me in. And I was thinking, I hope they forgot me. I hope they can't fit me in because I've suddenly started getting anxious because I thought, wait, I'm going to show drawings on live television. Mm. That's not good television. It can't mm. be. It fun. sounds like the kind of thing that would have happened after the very first person said, hello, welcome to television. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you. Here pictures. is a drawing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so then... Somebody, suddenly I get a a text block. Everyone's looking for you. Come to the green room now. Stat was the word that they used. So I just ran to the green room and uh, saw saw Svala and Dali there and and waved them and gave them a thumbs up. And and, uh, and, uh, then suddenly I'm sitting next to uh, Ragnhild Steinen and I'm live on television when everyone is watching. I've been on live television before, but this is bigger than it's, everything it is I think um, the third most watched TV night in Iceland right because the first is the year in review comedy show Aromatoscope mm-hmm. the second is Eurovision yeah and this is number three right right yeah yeah the second is uh, Euro, Europe Eurovision mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so I she, she said so, okay, she, so I had my book there and she said okay so um like, like we asked you, you promised to be, you know, within uh, a sen- uh, um, within Alzheimer's marker, within mm-hmm. uh, moral boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I said yes, yes, I was. And then I did like a guilty face, and Rachel Stein was, what? You got my message, right? And I said yeah, sure. And all of the, the room is started starting laughing, and I thought, okay, this is a good room. Yeah. So I just show a one drawing and another drawing and another drawing. Well, they're about like sex and dicks and yeah. And, and actually, one is about prostitution. Uh huh. And one is just a surreal thing about time travel. And uh, <laughs> and I show them, and it, everyone gets a laugh. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is going really well. And but I I uh, purposefully. Should skip the last one because I'm thinking, ah, oh, this one isn't haha funny. It's the one about the uh, uh, the dance. My last dance. My last dance with yeah. Paul Oscar. Yeah. And it's an old drawing I did it years ago. Yeah. Where uh, a, like a firing squad is about to shoot a guy and he's he's doing a little dance. Yeah. So it's kind of just more beautiful or, yeah, 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 or yeah. thoughtful or whatever. Or some people think it's political because of the gay thing. <sighs> Which is kind of is, but yeah. I didn't think of that. I was just doing a literal, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I, I'm a popper. Okay, yes, I have one last year with uh, which is based on uh, Minhens the Dance by Paul Oscar. It's my favorite Eurovision song, and I'm about to show it. 
and Ragnar just then just closes the book in my face. Like, no, no, let, I'm not going to show that. Uh, I think that's enough. Hulegur, uh, uh, let's go to the next thing. And then this goes off. And everyone just is losing their minds. Yeah. With laughter and stuff. And I'm like, that was the perfect ending. Yeah. That was beautiful. I It could have ended with me doing like... Here is my story. This is the last one. Okay, good night. Uh, it isn't. It is not funny, but you know, it's a it's a commentary on things. Yeah. <laughs> Human rights. Instead, she goes, "Nope, I'm not showing yeah. that one." Yeah. And I have no idea if she saw the joke. I don't think. Or she if that was how she intended to end the piece. I think she something within her just told her, "I'm going to do this." Yeah. Just a spontaneous uh, uh, decision, and it gave the whole uh, thing. Uh, a punchline which it hadn't mm. before mm. and I thought it was a perfect ending and it made uh, made me look better it made people go on, the, on the internet go like what was the drawing show yeah. us the drawing and I yeah. showed them the drawing oh I thought it was going to be like about necrophilia or something but it, uh, so so it was uh, all in all just uh, a show it was all in all a good it, it, it was have, great. And it, got, it got some interesting media attention too. Because yeah. I remember, I got contacted to try and find out what the drawing was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on Twitter just immediately. Yeah, but yeah, still yeah. people were asking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that's, that's a nice little embarrassment of the week. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, but th- here's the embarrassing thing, which isn't embarrassing for me mm. or even anyone for that matter. But it's kind of I think it's kind of silly, mm. which is that suddenly I I saw like on Vizir, uh, one of the, webs, the news website, yeah, yeah uh, they did like here's the drawing that was too uh, too much for TV, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ragnar just and they, and people are kind of saying oh Ragnar stand and she can't take a good joke la la and she gets some shit. She and made I, the joke. Yeah, she made the joke. She made the whole thing funnier. Yeah. She saved the bit. Yeah. But uh, uh, she gets a lot of shit on on the uh, comment system. I get my fair amount of shit, but she gets more shit. And then just people just give both of us shit also as well because there are haters and they don't have much in their life. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate because they're very sad. Mm. But so I so I kind of felt the need to just go on Facebook and say, hey, the best thing about my bit in Eurovision was the ending because it gave the whole thing a kick. Mm. It was a sponsored television. It was very well done. And it was good television, most of all. And I think, uh, uh, if she, yeah, I mean, my hat's off to her for making this whole show happen. Here's to you, Ragnhild Steinen, you producer extraordinaire. Do you want to know why I didn't watch? Why? Because, um, I don't know if I've told this to you before. So, you know, as you know, I was um, the creative director for the team last year. Yes. So I went through the whole process that of, of that night mm-hmm. um, as part of the team, waiting to see if we get to go to the big competition and we won. And then your life is kind of over for the next six months as you prepare to go to Eurovision. Um one thing that, and I, I know we have a lot of really big Eurovision fans who listen to this show, and they might might find this a bit of a surprise. Once you have worked at Eurovision, it changes it for you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just changed the way I see things, and I just 
that evening, like I, I was actually, I was legitimately sick that day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I was supposed to go with you. Mm-hmm. I somehow hurt my foot and I had uvulitis. So that's when the dangly bit on your tongue, on the back of your throat gets swollen and it was literally sitting on my tongue. I couldn't speak without almost throwing up. It was terrible. Oh. Um, so I could have watched it on TV, but for some reason I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I realized that, and this is something I need to work on over the next couple of, uh, months in preparation for our commentary is that I, I have some unresolved Eurovision issues. Yeah, I do. I have, I, I need to see a Eurovision psychotherapist. Why um, is it? This is like a, is it like a post- post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> Um, because I mean, Eurovision was amazing to work at and Stockholm was incredible. And, and I loved working with Greta Salome and, and all that stuff. And I remember, do you remember when I came back and you said to me, would you do it again? And I said, never, mm-hmm. I would never work at Eurovision again. And then literally a month later, someone asked me if I would work on their entry and you told, you reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think my own personal, uh, uh, feelings stem from the fact that you work so hard on something and then there's nothing guaranteed afterwards. Absolutely no, nothing. No, no, no. There's, there's genuinely nothing guaranteed afterwards. And I guess, I guess I probably put too much, um, hope in the fact that the, the hard work I did during that project would get enough notice that I would land something after Eurovision. And then as, as you know, when we talked about this earlier today, when I got back, I, I tried to get work doing exactly the, the similar things or even lesser things in the same industry. And I just didn't. So I, I, for that, for me that day, I considered watching Sungva Kepnan, the final, mm-hmm. and then went, no, it hurts too much. So uh, yeah, that's why I didn't watch. I'm not a self-righteous hipster. Um, okay. Um, then um, I'm gonna uh, yeah because you said uh, you said something right now, right, right then which is uh, there is nothing for you after that something like that yeah well I mean you 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 hope well for me at least and I've I've heard this story from other people is that you hope that it that it will lead to something else not necessarily <clears throat> that it, you know stardom or anything or that at least um the work you did will be recognized to a point where well, like for me i was hoping i would be recognized to the point where the job i applied for at a software company who i will not name uh here in iceland who needed someone who was fluent in english could use a camera and was able to interview people and make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. hello um, uh, that went to, uh, someone else. Yes. Yes. This is what happens. Yeah. And you must be, uh, you must, uh, always assume that you will get, uh, rejected. Nothing. Yeah. And also there is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I realize this. There are few coins. I know. I, my, <laughs> you, you've heard my life story. <laughs> yes. You know, I've seen that there is no pot. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pot down here in yeah. my room. In your room. Yeah. But uh, well, do you need some? Maybe no. To make maybe, it feel better? maybe later. <laughs> um, but but it it's um it, it yeah. The, my reason for not watching that night was just because I was just like ah, it just brings back. It's stuff I'm working on. It brings yeah, I know. Yeah. But memories it, of 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 of, of, f- of rejection. But it's uh, uh, yeah. I think uh, with the whole um, working in Icelandic showbiz, you uh, 
the way, best way of um, surviving and dealing with the whole thing is just enjoying the ride while it lasts because you will not get a, a reward when mm. it's over mm. unless you're extremely lucky mm. but it's just gonna keep on working and uh, if you work hard enough then suddenly you're gonna realize you're already on the uh. ship <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to my embarrassment of the week um, uh-huh. which is, is it's kind of more of a frustration um, what a theme uh, the, so, so I haven't shared this on our podcast before, uh-huh. um, but we were doing a live podcast about a month ago when I received an email. Okay. Do you remember this email that I received when we were backstage at Huda? Yes. Yes. And this email, I will not name, uh, oh certain things. Oh my God. Is this a theme in this episode? I will not name these, <laughs> these things. Um, so I got an email from, so um, there was a, there was a story in the New York times uh-huh. about comedy in Iceland and I got mentioned in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got an email from a person, a man in America, mm-hmm. um, saying, hi, I am a comedy agent based in LA and, uh, I have to say you're a big star. I remember reading that too and going, who talks like that? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. you're a big star. I'm going to make you a star, kiddo. Uh, take off your top. Um, <laughs> but you're, and, and I'd love to chat to you about representation in your, uh, your, um, plans for the U S and so, you know, I remember we were, I was excited by it, but the, the entire thing I was like, is this legit? We looked them up and they are from a very big agency in the United States of America mm-hmm. who represent some very big names in comedy. So very big American. But it'd be American, American comedians. Um, and uh, so I, I spoke to him. He was really lovely. Um, he, he asked me all about my, uh, my history doing stuff in Australia. It, one of the, the funny things was he said, oh, so who was your tour manager in Australia? And I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I did everything myself, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's, he, he basically said to me, cool, I really, um, would like to talk to you about representing you. So can you send me your latest, uh, hour and I'm going to send it to some people and then, then we'll have another chat. So that was a month ago. I basically spent all of that night putting together my latest hour for him. I sent it to him and I've heard nothing. Mm-hmm. And my embarrassment basically is that I'm frustrated about the fact that I'm so hung up on waiting for an email from some guy who's mm-hmm. never going to email me. Jonathan, you have to start not giving a shit. Yeah. This is not, a, and a, if, like, hopes and dreams, they will ruin you. <laughs> I mean, don't have any. No, no. I th- never hope or dream. No, no, this is. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm going to just go back to what I said first. You have to start not giving a shit. And then I'll realize I'm already on the ship. Yes. Have to stop giving a ship. Yeah, stop giving a ship. <laughs> but uh, it, because, uh, I mean, the, my mantra for years was fuck it. Mm. And it's a great mantra. Mm. Because nothing really matters. No. And you, I mean, the only... If, 
I mean, you, you've seen hundreds of uh, inspirational quotes on, on, on social media walls, on mm-hmm. news feeds, which is stop, li- stop exp- thinking about the future, live in the present, blah, 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 don't dwell on the past or whatever. But it's not, the reason why it's always there is because it's true. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it, I mean, uh, if you don't give a fuck, that will actually give you power. And that will give you power that people notice. So you just do whatever you can do at the moment and don't wait for the fucking shit because it sunk somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean because it hit an iceberg called Expectations. And then just as it hit the iceberg, then there were these big Hollywood agents around in in Japanese fighter planes going... (laughs) Yes, yes. You can always make a monster. You can blame it on uh, blame it on the windmills like Don Quixote, but you can also just say "fuck it" and keep on going. Let's move on. I'm sick <laughs> of everything. I don't want to talk about my pathetic life anymore. It's not pathetic. You're living in an adventure. <laughs> you for a, like a, a couple of weeks ago, you were living in a winter wonderland. In fact. What was that like, John? What? How about that? What is it with Winter Wonderland? No, yes, yes. You can be cynical all you want, but I yeah. live in Iceland, and when I walked out that door, that Sunday it was a morning, beautiful it was day. amazing. It was amazing. It well, was. Had, a have you have had you ever uh, seen a winter like that before? Like that much snow in one night? Yeah. No, I never. And like when the what Reykjavik was like, and the next couple of days, it was kind of silent. Yeah, I love because that. the whole snow, the like, snow dapples everything. Yes, yeah. It was like God had died, but everyone was like not sad, but just remembering the good memories of God. You're very deep today. Ah, uh, well, it's early. <laughs> it goes away around it noon. It goes away around noon, <laughs> and we swap. <laughs> then you become cynical, and yes. I become nice. Exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh, this day goes on forever. It's noon. <laughs> Uh, well, let's go on to how to speak Australian. I got a real quick one for you today. Okay. Two words. Ridgy mm-hmm. Ditch and Dinky Die. Ah, this is a vagina and a penis. Nope. <laughs> Ridgy Ditch isn't a vagina and Dinky Die isn't a penis? No. It must be in some region. I'm sure in some part of Australia. Yeah. No, Ridgy Ditch and Dinky Die, they're, uh, they're expressions to describe something. Okay. Ridgy Ditch. And they mean the same thing. Yeah, and they mean... Uh, difficult. Nope. It means uh, moist. <laughs> no. It means the. It means uh, complicated, as in it's complicated on Facebook. Oh no, but it should. Yeah. No. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's most Facebook relationship status. Rigid. <laughs> um. No. It. It actually. It actually. You could use this to describe a relationship. Um. It means authentic or legitimate. So, you know, your relationship could be dinky die or ridgy ditch. It could be. It could be. So it's like you know, this is a this is a a a great car. It's ridgy ditch. Yeah, I think it's a. Yeah. You could say ridgy ditch, dinky die. You could also you beaut. You beaut. You beaut. You beaut. That you beauty. Yeah. Remember, Jonathan. You beaut. Yeah. Uh, uh, no matter I, what they say. Yeah, I think, you know, James Blunt, the Australian version, is, is, you pew, you pew, 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you, it's stinky die. <laughs> it's stinky dies. Stinky die. <laughs> that's blunt, right? That's yeah, blunt. that's James yeah. Blunt. He's really um cool on Twitter. Like, he is he's right great. Cool on Twitter. Yes. He's great with his haters. Yes, you must be great with your haters. Yeah. Be careful not to hate back because that's the path to the dark side. Yeah. I wouldn't mind some haters. Yeah, haters are good. Yeah, yeah they will. They will come. <laughs> they will come. Yes, they will come. Because uh, you know, when more success comes, the more haters come, and uh, you 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 just gotta greet them with love and humor. Mm. That's also something I. Whenever I'm angry and I I do an angry status mm. on Facebook, I usually don't post it. Yeah. Or if I post it, I erase it like two minutes later because. Because yeah. It's the old saying of write it down, but don't send a letter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, also, another thing with dealing with anger and depression and whatever is just find a joke. Find the joke. Mm. And uh, it often helps make yourself the butt of the joke. Well, a positive in the shit that I've been whinging about. Mm. I have written so much new comedy in the last two days. That's good. Mm. That is good, my friend. And on that note, I'm going to teach you a, a, a word in Icelandic, which is uh, from, I went to the Icelandic slang dictionary on the uh-huh. internet, uh-huh. and it's drutl. Muddy. Drutla is mud. But drutl, well, muddy would be drutlulegur. Yeah, because drutlusokur is like a muddy suck. It's a mud suck. Mud suck. Drutl. I don't know. It's actually just uh, it's a it's a short version of drutlusama. Drutlusama. Yeah. If you say mud together, uh, but saman is together. But if you say mere sama, I mere sama. Me too. No, it means I don't care. I don't care. Mud not caring. Yeah. Mud not caring. Also not quote. Mud not, not caring. caring with mud in it is not giving a, a shit. Yes. Ah. <laughs> so you just say drut. You say mir drut. Mir drut. I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but you say mir drut sama, but apparently kids today they shorten it into drut. Drut. I've heard it in rap songs. Drut. Yeah, mir drut. Quite convinced. Aha. I like it. Mm. Drutl. Yeah. Drutl. That's nice. That's nice. Well, that, that was nice. That was nice. And now <laughs> it is time for Gay Trooper Street. Have you got a question? I will just go to my usual bank of uh, crowdsourcing here. Uh-huh. And uh, I believe I had some yeah, uh, breasts funny. We already did that, that one. one. Ah, uh, Utan Samband. Utan Samband. Oh, that doesn't mean. Um, is is uh, is um, loop all always uh, <laughs> Look, I would have loved it if you just left it there. Is loop always? <laughs> loop. Loop. Always. Is it always? <laughs> Yeah, I've got to, I've, to, I've got to do worse Icelandic for the rest of the episode. <laughs> is loop always? <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Yes, please. <laughs> you uh, loop, you put it always. <laughs> Is not loop bad? Harder? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Harder go I in. I can't do. I can't Because no. all I hear is remember last episode with the we no use condoms. That's for people with future. <laughs> um, do you have to use lube always? When when you're talking about with anal sex, uh-huh. um, it you certainly cannot go in dry. No, like it's it's just not like like vaginas. They tend to lubricate, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you treat them right. Yeah, if they don't, you are you are not allowed inside. No, um, but uh, I mean, I have I have once in my life slept with a guy who did not want to use lube, and he only wanted spit. Mm. And I've got to say, it was not the most comfortable because I was the top in the situation. And it was kind of a little painful for me at the start because mm-hmm. um, it's very because a butt is very tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, they're not all. You know, with practice, you can make them quite. Um, but I, I, I've met gay men who are like, I never need lube. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm self lubricated. You know, I, what mm, does it even mean? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, the I mean, the only thing I, I can think of is the diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they prelude. Maybe they like stick it up there before they go out, so it, there's a coating on the inside. Maybe they just drink like a lot of cocos oil. <laughs> or they just gallons and gallons of olive oil. They can fart them. dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say it is usually necessary, but the other thing a lot of people don't, um, realize is that it's, it, it, anal sex isn't always what happens. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always what happens. And the other thing about anal sex is it's not quick. No. You know, it's. It takes work. It takes work. The only time I've ever been able to do a quickie when it comes to like butt sex is in a long-term relationship because oh. because you you know you you're not uh, precious about things mm-hmm. you know if you if you get a bit of poop on your dick you don't really care because mm-hmm. eh, you have a shower it's, afterwards. It's your lover's poop. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, but but that's that's certainly um, yeah, lube is certainly necessary. The one thing I find difficult to understand is douching. Mm. I just don't. I think I've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't. I don't really understand it because I. Because that's washing your ass. That's basically like, and they make little things for it, like mm-hmm. a like douchebag. Yeah, like a douchebag. A literal douchebag. It's a bag, a, a little spongy thing, and you suck water up and then squirt it up your ass. Mm-hmm. And then they even make shower attachments. Uh-huh. And then basically you just hold the water in there, yeah. wait a while, get rid of it, and then do it a couple more times. And that's a lot of preparation um, before a date if you don't even know if you're going to have sex. Yeah, well, okay. But I've noticed that the younger generation of gays, especially, uh, this is just like a, an expectation. Mm-hmm. 
it's not even like something because you know if you if you prefer doing it great good for you but i don't necessarily agree that you should make people think that they have to exactly yeah because i mean i i've been in, i told you I've, I've been with people before who absolutely would not unless they had mm-hmm. and and that just really put a damper on things yeah well do what you want to do do what you want to do say be what, what you, you want to be say yeah but uh, talking about douchebag yeah i remember reading an article where there was a professor in a, a university somewhere who yeah. who got to uh, the um niðurstaða and they were trying to think him and his social studies class uh-huh, or whatever uh-huh. they were trying to figure out if there was a derogatory term for a white heterosexual male uh-huh. if you can if there, if there is any word that you can use that you can actually uh, hurt them with mm-hmm. or insult mm-hmm. with and the closest word what they came up with was douchebag uh-huh. because that is the the word that you use for a sexist guy mm-hmm. with his uh, baseball cap backwards mm-hmm. uh, who says words like bro and where's Ed Hardy yeah you know and, uh, Sorry to everyone listening who wears Ed Hardy. Man spreads on the sofa w- yeah. while watching a, a ball kicking game. Yeah, and uh, and uh, of course it's not as hurtful as uh, the uh, homosexual F word nope. or the N word yep. or the C word, mm-hmm. but it does have uh, it for some reason when you say it to a white heterosexual male, it's kind of fits more mm. than if you say to any other group mm-hmm. because uh, essentially douchebag the product was invented by men for uh, women to wash their vaginas with because mm. men thought the vaginas were uh, disgusting Dirty, yeah. have never really studied the weird flappy alien thing that is the male penis mm. uh, so they they thought me i think it was invented for like oh it's it smells or whatever mm. so we better make a product that makes it more attractive to us uh, so they, so they made a washing equipment for women to wash their vaginas with it's p- completely unnecessary mm-hmm. because uh, uh, vaginas are self-lubricating and self-cleansing mm-hmm. so basically what uh bag is is a sexist tool literally which is also what you mean when you call someone a douchebag. Douche you call him. You're calling him a sexist tool. Mm. Thought it was a beautiful thought. Uh, agree or disagree? I agree. Yes, it is. Oh God, I don't. I don't know what to ask you now, because you were so deep with that. <clears throat> yes, thank you. I was but here's to... my question. Um, good. Boob fucking. Boob fucking. Yes. Why? Fun. Okay. <laughs> And that concludes <laughs> Gay, Gay to, to be Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that reminds me of a grinder profile I saw last night. I took a picture of it. I just thought this was, it was so straightforward. Um, this guy, yeah, it was his little description. It was you. Top into bubble butts. <laughs> mm, that's good. That's very good. 
Oh dear. Um, okay, so now it is time for the Ants of Agony. Before we get into it, I was chatting with um, a listener um, who uh, lives in Poland. Mm. Uh huh. Yes, I yes. was chatting with Harry Connick Jr. Yes. Um, the other day, and uh, you have and to. I think if we're gonna call him Harry Connick Jr., we should do it with a Polish accent. Harry Connick Jr. But he doesn't have a Polish accent. Well, we should do it anyway because we are racist. Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, it's very hard. I I almost sound Scottish. Harry 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 Connick Jr. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Harry so Connick Jr. You can't do an Eastern European accent. I can't do. I can't do it with some words like uh, "marry me," please. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Why did you say that? That's the only thing Eastern European people have ever said to me. Please take me with you. <laughs> take me to future. <laughs> I want. I want to see grass. <laughs> Oh my god. We only have brown <laughs> What is like to eat bread? <laughs> oh god. This is this is not correct. No, this is terrible. But um but, but yeah, I, I um I I had not realized how much he had uh been in, in these episodes. Uh because he commented the other day that uh the how how one weekend has turned into an entire saga over the series of, of Australia, um, really? he finds hilarious. That's fun. That's good. Yes, but he had a question. Okay. Um, for us, uh, so this comes all the way from Poland, and now my phone has locked because my fingers are sweaty. Um, Mom, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> His question is, um, uh, who is Svala? And why did the Icelanders choose her as their entry to Eurovision? Well, uh, I hadn't really followed Eurovision until the, this particular night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I usually miss out on it because uh, I, I love Eurovision. I just miss out on it because I don't, I don't uh, look around at my surroundings or mm. follow things that are happening mm-hmm. in reality. Mm-hmm. But... I love, uh, I usually try to get catch the final show and uh, this time I could say uh, there were two, the st- two strongest contenders ended up doing like a duel in the end of the show. It was Daddy and Swala. I love that song. Yeah. Both of them. Daddy yeah. had like a more indie feel. Yeah. And, uh, and Swala had a more of a classic Eurovision feel, but also she was doing her own thing. She yeah. has the whole, like, she has some like... Uh, an alien quality. She does actually. Yes, yeah, yes. and uh, and uh, I think the reason I I voted three times, uh-huh. twice for Daddy and once for Swala. Uh, twice what was your reasoning? Was it because you you knew she was going to get a lot I, of votes? I knew Swala was going to win. Yeah, uh, but I wanted to show the, like the kid. Yeah, some support. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the newcomer because Swala has been doing this for years. She's uh, she was she's the lead, the lead uh, singer for Steed Lord. She's it was a and Steed she's Lord, the daughter yeah. of a very famous musician here yeah, in she's, Iceland. She's uh, music royalty in yeah. Iceland, and she was actually um, I, yeah, she was in my we were in the same year in uh, Queno in uh, in high school. Uh huh, and um, 
So she's 39. She's 39, yeah. And uh, Which is generally not a traditional thing for... Um, in, in Eurovision, usually they send, like, when, when it comes to women, mm-hmm. usually they're on the younger end of the spectrum, so power to her. Power to her, and I mean, she doesn't look it. No, she, she does not. She doesn't if look she's like had, an old fruit like I do. If she's had work done, it is good work. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, so I think what Swala won was because she had <clears throat> a more... Her song is a stronger contender, in mm. my opinion, for inter- for the for the international yeah, yeah competition. As and in the the current choices for a lot of the countries have gone in, more in the rock genre. Yeah. So it's going to make her stand out more. Oh, lovely! Mm-hmm. I love that. So I think it's going to be a good one. But the, I I yeah I think I think of all the songs those two it we. I agreed 100% they were the, the strongest two, mm-hmm. and I knew she was going to win from the moment I heard the song. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the song is, uh, it's, uh, has, it has everything a Eurovision song needs. It's catchy, mm-hmm. and it has a great rise to it, mm-hmm. and it has, yeah, it has drama, it is, it is like a, it, it brings a, a bit of drama out in you. If, if you understand my meaning, it is. And if you haven't, you should you should watch uh, the final because the performance is amazing and she deserved to win. Um, and Davi, I'm sure, will have a wonderful career oh, after no that. No doubt about it. No doubt. Okay, our next question um, comes from anonymous mm-hmm. uh, for obvious reasons, and this person says, "I have a cousin whose entire family are Jehovah's Witnesses. The dad is my uncle, and he has five sons. The middle one is close to my age." And while we were growing up, we played a lot. He was always suggesting we do things involving being physically intimate, but in a weird way. Anyways, I'm 95% sure he is gay. And if he's not, one of his younger brothers is. How do I support my Jehovah's Witness cousin when obviously he would have to choose between his own identity and his family's way of life? This person also says, thanks for the podcast, guys. Um, I always listen to it on the way to work. And then we go back to the cousin. Um, being gay isn't in the Jehovah's Witness dictionary. It's just a synonym for abomination. He's in the closet, and I will show you a picture of him, which you will not show anyone but Hoodley, and both of you tell me, is he gay or not? I just want him to know that it's okay, and I fear for the way of life of him and his family is causing him to stay in the closet. Okay, so I'm going to show you pictures of this guy. Mm-hmm. He looks very gay. <laughs> yes, that is, that is, oh wow, there, there's some like abs. Who's, uh, like out. He's, he looks like a twink. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then uh, I said back to them, you know, he, you know, he says, sorry for all the text, but I've wondered about this for a while. Is my cousin gay or not? How do I save him from his family, which he clearly loves, but being gay as a Jehovah's Witness is just out of the question. They say being gay is a choice. What do I do? I mean, he looks like a straight-up twink, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are right. He has some twinkiness going on there. Oh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I mean, I can't... Uh, I mean, how do, how do you support your uh, gay cousin who can't, who, who can't who, come out because... His family are Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, you know, my grandparents are Jehovah's Witnesses. Have I told you this? Yes, I think so. And my dad grew up in that religion. Right. And he is the... Because he grew up in that religion, um, my two sisters were baptized as Roman Catholics. Mm. And then when I was born, my dad said, no, 
I'm not forcing a religion on, on our children anymore. They will choose themselves when they're older. You, you, you know, you realize that's that's why you're gay. Because, <laughs> because I was never baptized. Because you're not baptized. <laughs> and my little brother wasn't either. Yeah. And he's gay too. Yeah, I know. God, <laughs> he didn't allow God to come in and then and cleanse you. And, and impregnate me with straightness. <laughs> oh, God. Impregnate you with straightness. That's, That's the title. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like the whole sentence. God, oh, he didn't allow a God to come and impregnate me, me with straightness. straightness. It's a po it's, that's poetry, right? Yeah. There. But do you know much about the Jehovah's Witness faith? Um, I, I, I really don't. I it's, mean, because it's pretty much a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, they they believe that when you die, you don't actually go anywhere, and it's it's no one no one's soul goes anywhere until the second coming. Right. It's right. all about the so second. So you're all in the kind of a, a waiting room, a, like a, 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 a hypersleep. Right. No, you just cease. Mm -hmm. Everything you just—it's black. It's nothing. Uh -huh. And then, uh, and then when the second coming happens, everyone gets judged. And there's a set number of people. There's only a certain amount of rooms in heaven. I never get judged after the second coming. I get applauded. <laughs> <laughs> but they, there's like a number. There's only a certain amount of of people who will get in. And so the more good you do in your life, the higher you rank on the list. It's like an Avon selling scheme. Oh, so the, and that's why they're all about, um, uh, you know, going door to door and spreading the word. Because if you convert someone, that rate's pretty high. Mm. That's why they have those magazines. Right. And I, I came up with an idea the other day of like doing a reality show where they're covert Jehovah's Witnesses. And they just sneak magazines into people's bags. And then go up to them and go, you just got witnessed. Yeah. <laughs> but how do we help? How, how does this guy help his cousin? I, mean, I can't imagine. I, this is, I can't imagine what it's like to be in those shoes. Mm. I mean, not only is he in an environment where it would, he will be judged and uh, outcast probably uh, for if he comes out. Also, he must come out for himself. Yeah, you can't force someone out of the closet. Because if you do, they're going to go so far back in there, they'll, they'll end up in Narnia. Yeah. So they will, I mean, I mean, bef when you, you didn't kind of really come out for yourself until you were, what, 17, 18 or something? You, you, when I realized yeah. to myself I was gay. Yes. Yeah. Like when I actually acknowledged it, probably, yeah, 17 or 18. Yeah. Which is like, that's quite late these days. Yeah. These days, at yeah. least, yes. So, I mean, he, he probably, the surroundings he's living in is probably like the 70s mm. or something. It's, mm. it's like living in, in the Stone Age or whatever. I don't know how old this cousin is, but he looks like he's in his early 20s. Mm -hmm. And when he does come out, um, give me his number. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I would say to him... Uh, have a chat with your cousin and I don't know don't say hey I think you're gay and that's okay mm -hmm. let's go away um, mm -hmm. sorry I just wanted to rhyme mm -hmm. uh, I would I would try and drop it you okay. know just into the conversation you know may, maybe even talk about the fact that you listen to this podcast and one of the comedians is gay and sort of gauge his response because I think the first thing you need to establish is does he think it's wrong? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. he might just, he might not actually have a problem with it when he's away from the family. Mm, right. And then, you know, maybe just let him know as a cousin that if he ever needs help or wants to talk, you're there for him. Right. 
you know, it's, it's sometimes it's enough to just say to someone, my door is always open and I will never judge you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think because that's, that's the big thing is fearing that, that you're that that you need to establish with him that he can be um, anonymous with you, mm-hmm. like he can he can confide in you, and you're not going to tell anyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that sounds like the perfect uh, uh, the best thing you could do is uh, show him that he will get support from somewhere. Yeah. So that will be like the anchor he can hold on to when the shitstorm comes. Exactly. That, and then he'll realize he's already on the ship. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, you, you should make sure he knows you're there for him. We got a, um, I got a, 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 a message through my, my fan page about our podcast. Uh, let me just bring that up for you. The message reads, um, oh, why does it keep bringing up pictures? It was, a, well, I, I can't find it, but I can paraphrase it for mm-hmm. you. Um, uh, uh, from someone who lives in America, loves the podcast, listens in every week, um, insisted they're from America, but not from America. Um, uh, and they said, is there ever a possibility that we would have uh, the live podcast filmed? Yeah. So that they could they could get in on the on the the action and atmosphere of it being live. I think that's a possibility. Uh, the, we get this question. I mean, we get this Quite suggestion a lot. Yeah. a lot. If we do it live or whatever, and the uh, thing is, we're so I'm not going to say lazy. I guess busy. Busy. Yeah. Uh, so that whenever it comes to our live performances, we don't really do a lot of planning and yeah. uh, we do our sound check and that's it yeah so we have to do some extra plan we have to set up a camera or yeah. whatever but i think we should aim for doing that during our eurovision well thing. i was informed that the venue uh we're doing the eurovision live commentary in on um, the eurovision uh grand final on may 13 um is they can live stream Right. To Facebook from there. I would happily do that. Do you know, I have hesitations about filming the live podcast. Would you like to know what those hesitations are? Yes, please. They involve my mother. Right. (laughs) Because my mother does not listen to this podcast. No. And no one in my family does except my little brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very happy with that because, you know, I... I don't think, uh, I think my, my family and I have an understanding. They don't really understand a lot of my life and I'm fine with that. Uh, and I just, I would feel inhibited if we filmed a live podcast because I know she would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I understand. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm completely opposed to it. No. I mean, sometimes you have to jump into the deep end. Sometimes you do. And uh, that, I did that with my roast. My mother came. Yeah. I didn't know she was going to come, though. Yeah. But uh, after having a mother witness that whole roast thing... I don't know how you did it. If I was... If I, I, I mean, it's it's it, it kind of gives you a more of a fuck it. Yeah. Your, your, your fuck it mantra just gets bigger. And you give a, you give, after that, you give less shit. I think as well, I'm assuming that they have never seen my YouTube videos and they have not listened to my podcast. I don't know that for sure. Mm. 
Uh, I got one on the on the old uh, text message. Why are my old Facebook posts so cringy? Have I already said this one before? Mm, and how can I avoid that? I think everyone's old Facebook posts are cringy. Um, I look at ones from, you know, seven years ago where I thought I was so funny. And I'm like, oh, you whingy little bitch. And I'm probably going to say the same thing in seven years from now. It's just the past and that's where it should stay. Because you're already on the ship. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Australia. It sure was a humorous episode. Remember when Jonathan said that humorous thing? It sure was humorous. Well, I'm just going to remind you that on Tuesday, the 21st of March, we will do yet another live show on Hurra. Those are very humorous shows. They sure are. Uh, We will start the show at 10 o'clock this time because I will be late because I'm doing another podcast. Uh, earlier in the evening in Harpan, it's called Dollop. It is a foreign podcast with foreigners. But uh, if you show up at nine o'clock at Hurra, you will be able to see my friends Jonathan Duffy do some crazy ass stand-up stuff. That's a stand-up slash live podcast at nine to midnight at Hurra, March the twenty-first. Be there or be square, baby bear. There, there. I like your hair. Þú finnur fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is. Takk fyrir að hlusta.